Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is icecreamgraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. Yep. (laughs) This is what you need. Yep. Uh, yeah, I care about you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be friends. So stay tuned. So excited you're with me today. Well, welcome everyone. Hey, we have a very special guest today, my lovely wife, Adrienne. We are going to talk just for a few minutes before we get in to the rest of the podcast, just about community and the importance of community. And Adrienne is all about community and she loves making community and she loves inviting people. Adrienne, what is so important to you about inviting people in to gatherings? That is a great question. I don't have a clear reason other than I know how it feels to not even have the option, I guess. When you invite somebody, just the invitation, even if they can't come, even if they're going to say no for whatever their reason is, just the invitation kind of like bestows honor. It's a way that you show appreciation to the people around you. And, you know, I think we all can agree we've got people that are kind of in different places of importance in our life. And, you know, there are some things that are are more intimate or they're more vulnerable. And you, I guess, as I guess as individuals, we get to pick and choose who we want to invite. But the, the, the invitation itself is very, very powerful. It's just a very powerful tool in building community. Ah, I, I 100% agree, obviously, we agree on that. Um, what is community to you? Community for me is knowing that it doesn't matter really what's going on, but there is a, a crowd, even if it's just a small crowd, even if that crowd is only one other person that has got you in some way, you know that um, you have their support Um, they will speak straight to you. They will indulge you for a moment. They will encourage you to greatness. They will, um, cook dinner for your family. If it's needed help run an errand, it's like, it doesn't really matter what's going on. It's that they, it's that they've got you. And I see community kind of forming around like similarities or ideas of, of like thought, And so like the community that we have around us and around our home, we have a Friday night community and it's, I don't know, roughly 30 ish people of all ages. And I just think after we've been meeting for, I don't know, I guess four or five years or something. And at this point in the development of the 
of the group, it's like, if, if there's a hint of a problem, everybody's there to help out. If there's a project that needs to be done, there are so many people that are going to rearrange their schedule to come and help. If kids need picked up or dropped off, it's like the, the other moms and the other dads are helping. And I, I love that that's probably one of the major components is that I feel like other people have got my back and I have the privilege and like it's it brings like joy and satisfaction and it feels like um, a, a, a success in some form that I can be there for them or whoever it is that may be having their own moment. No, that's great. So it's uh, it's kind of like somebody that has, they've got your six, they're looking after you and uh, we're definitely not talking the FOMO community here, are we? No, 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 no. This is not about fear of missing out as much as it is. I, I don't, I, I will put other things aside in order to be there. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, I don't want to miss it, but mentally you're coming at it from a position of determination and I'm going to do everything I can to be there rather than a mental position of, Oh, I missed it. It's a different thing. And so that circles back around to the invitation. The invitation helps people overcome the fear, that fear of missing out in a way that that mental thing, and it's kind of trending in our culture right now, but it, it paralyzes people and it separates people. It brings a feeling and a, whether it's true or not, it brings a sensation of separation and not being uh, whatever, fill in the blank, not being good enough, not being at the right place at the right time, not this, not that. It brings up those feelings of not and the invitation is a powerful, like healing balm to that FOMO thing that goes on all around us. And they still will say no. And it's okay because they've been invited. There's something in their spirit, the person of who they are that knows that they're wanted. That's powerful. Yeah, that's uh, that's hugely powerful. So like you are always excited to clean the house and get ready for a community, right? And uh, you're you're not like you're not like those normal women that it's just like, oh, I don't want to clean my house, stop. so I'm not gonna invite stop. anybody over, stop, right? Because you're like Wonder Woman. Is is that true? Oh my goodness, no, 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 no. We do not like to clean the house, and we have a big and busy family. So by the end of the week, our house shows that we are a big and busy family. And it's like, I've, I've never gotten this plaque, but I love the little saying. It's like cleaning house while the kids are growing is like raking leaves while the wind is blowing. It's like you just can't ever get ahead of it. And that and that feels really, really true. And so we foster a huge sense of teamwork in our home and everybody pitches in. The kids have chores and they help and you help. You've done your fair share of mopping floors and doing laundry and doing dirty dishes and all that stuff. So it's got to be all hands on deck to um, prepare the space for uh, receiving the people that we love. Yeah, true that. And uh, so like in the community, everybody that comes is like your favorite. And uh, <laughs> there's, you never end up with any misfits or anything like that. And uh, it's, it's kind of this beautiful little Ken and Barbie community. <laughs> it's, it's, would, would you say that that's true? No, 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 no. We all show up with our warts and pimples and wrinkles and stinky feet and sassy children and recipes that didn't turn out and um yeah no it's not it, it, no <laughs> so it's not it's not this perfect thing and 
And uh, when the kids come, they all obey and they're courteous, right? <laughs> no. No. You know, you know, here's what's fun about community. And, and I guess I should expand a little bit about community and my idea and like what I understand what I love about community is the multi-generational component of it. And it's something that when our children, Tom, you and I, when, when our kids were little, we valued a lot. We wanted our kids to build relationships with people outside their peer group and outside our family. And so we facilitate a lot of opportunities like that for our kids. And so where we're at now, our kids are grown and now we're able to provide that same opportunity for other families and other families are seeing the rich inheritance there is in seeing your kids build relationships with people older and wiser seeing our kids from a one or a two kid family that they've had their own room and their own stuff their whole life but being in a big group where those kids are able then to look around and help out somebody littler than them um, to protect somebody younger than them keep the little ones in the yard you know or whatever it is and so there is this huge sense of um, togetherness that is is really really valuable so um Anyway, yeah, no, they don't all agree. There's a lot of bickering. There's a lot of fighting. We talk a lot about um, manners and we talk uh, together a lot about how these are our friends. And so we want to teach the kids and talk. And I'm talking kids from as young as four or five all the way up to 17, 18. We gather, I gather them all together and we talk about what this means to be together in this group and what makes this group different and set apart from their normal youth group or from their sport team or from their class at school or whatever it is and why it is important for us to show um, respect for one another and to show courtesies to one another and to look out for one another so a lot of what we've done with community um i feel like has been kind of birthed out of the things that you and i years ago really wanted for our own kids and now we have the privilege of trying to pass some of that on um to other families as well yeah. So can you speak a moment just about the value of having other people's input in our kids' lives? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is absolutely huge. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a couple of things I, I feel like coming at parenting. I mean, really seriously, guys. And, and I and I, I haven't really put words to this before. But there is like a tremendous like, you know, that kind of humility that doesn't make you humiliated, but it's like you feel the weight of your position. It's like, oh my gosh, you feel the weight of how important it is to get this thing right. And so when I when I talk about like parenting and the stuff with our kids, it's almost always from that place of, oh my gosh, we've got to get this right. And here's the other part of that. I know that I don't have everything that our kids need. We homeschool our kids. We're a family of faith. So, you know, we have a lot of influence and a lot of input. And we're we're helping like to give good material as our kids grow up and create their own worldviews and their own lives of faith and stuff like their own way that they're going to be educated. All of those things, we partner with them for them to create on their own. But we, Tom and I, to the parents, mom and dad, do not have all of the materials that our kids need to build the life that they are designed for. And so the huge cry of our heart has been, God, please bring people into their lives that can fill in the gaps. Bring people into their lives who they will listen to when they won't listen to us. Bring people into their lives who are hard workers, who have integrity, 
who have their own life of faith, who have their own families that are connected, um, people who have a skill, people who speak well, people who like have great faith, people who are generous, people who know how to do investing when we don't know, people who know, who know how to ride horses when we don't, like all the things It could be trivial and little. And, but mostly it is like the things of the heart and the things of thinking we have to see our kids introduced to people that are bigger, smarter, deeper, like fuller than we are. Yeah, that's great. Now, it's obvious that you're a person of faith. Will this work for somebody that's not a person of faith or they're searching? Will, will community work for them? Yes. Yes. Guys, regardless of like the, the, the structure of your belief system, there is something in the human soul that cries out for belonging. And there is something in the human psyche that just understands that we're made to be with other people. And we want to say we're an introvert. We want to say I'm fine, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I, I can be on an Island. My best day would be, you know, just whatever be by myself. But I, okay. Everybody probably needs a little moment of that, but through the course of your life to become the best human possible, you are, there are components of how we are made that are only um, suited for interaction with other humans. It's just the way that human physiology and psychology is. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter what your faith structure is, your human structure uh, needs community. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. So wrapping up here, can you give people some practical advice just to get started? Those people that want to have community and they're fearful and they're just like, I just can't do that. How can they get started to build some community around them it really it starts with the first thing that we talked about and it starts with the invitation what about their house it's dirty or they they live in a trailer it's like i would you yeah. know or they live in yeah. a condominium or There's, small apartment no, the reason i start with invitation on purpose is because it is not about the location where you meet. it's not about the physical structure where we meet community is not about a physical structure community is about components of the heart and components of the soul of a human and so once you decide that community is a value you're going to value place value and priority on gathering with people for the benefit of your community then all of that other stuff just works itself out um, when we first started gathering people together it was in a single wide mobile home we were very poor <laughs> and I had said for years nobody's going to want to come to our house nobody's going to want to come to this trailer other people have nicer houses than us we should have it at somebody else's house but um, when it came down to it it was our little trailer house where people gathered and for years 10 years or something I don't know what my kids grew up with those people influencing them in their toddler years in our little single white trailer house once a week for years and so it, it but it all came together because a shift of the heart and a decision in the mind and the invitation of the mouth all of the other physical details worked themselves out whether it was that was a potluck whether it is that somebody decided they wanted to cook for the whole group whether it was we decided we're just going to do desserts tonight whether it is we decided we're not going to have I mean 
all of the details and like location. So we met at our trailer house, but sometimes there were so many people we couldn't fit inside. So summertimes we were outside a lot and um, you could do, go to a park, you can go to a coffee shop. I mean, the details will work themselves out. The most significant component in creating community is putting it in a position of value in your own life, individual life. I'm going to value this. So I'm going to intentionally put time and and thought and this invitation. I'm going to gather people around me intentionally. It doesn't matter where we are, but I'm going to gather people around me. Ah, that's awesome. So, uh, Hey, uh, thanks for uh, joining me here in the closet for a few minutes. She's been wanting to take a nap, so she did, she doesn't seem happy. That was that was pretty dang good, don't you think? So uh, we're going to bid her adieu for the moment, and we'll get back to it. So now you guys know why I am so awesome, because it's Adrian. She inspires me. Wasn't that great to have her here? She's just, she is a wealth of information, and uh you know, there are so many people like her in my life. I mean, obviously, she's the most important one, but I have so many friends and stuff that I would love to interview. And this is by no means like, uh, well, it kind of is a plug. I would love to upgrade some equipment. And so if you go to my page and you support me, that would be great at yup.solutions. And uh, I'll put a link into my Patreon page because it's so funny because uh, I don't remember what it is, but as I'm moving forward, it would just be great to get some equipment. And if you out there believe in this podcast and you want to support, well, there's that option. I don't want to bake because I want to bring value to you. And it's one of the reasons I brought up community today. And I wanted to talk to Adrian about community because I have learned so much about community from Adrian and it has been a fundamental value of her since day one. And community has brought so much strength and stability into my life and so many deep friends, not friends that are just like, eh, they tell you whatever you know you want to hear, but the ones that tell you the things that you need to hear and they help you change like the community that we are here, that we're inspiring to do the hard things, to make those changes, to bring wholeness and health and community is such a big part of that. And in this COVID-19 season, man, community has been under attack and we've had to persevere to have community and to build community and uh, losing my dad um, on the 4th of September. This community that Adrian referenced that meets on Friday night and I have extended community even beyond that, but their support fortified and strengthened me. And I just, Adrian is so right. It just brings so much strength and value. Community is one of those things. I don't know if you've heard the term gestalt, but it is a word that means the sum of the parts is greater than like, oh, Tom's getting a little here that you, the parts add up to be so much more. It's like if you add one plus one plus one is three, but those individual parts, that three is so much more impactful than just three single ones. And so when you get a group of people together and our group, we really are a bunch of misfits, Adrian and I included, and we look at all the parts but then we look when we come together as a whole and what the community does and is, it just blows us away. It's how can all these individual misfit parts make something so powerful, so strong. And we are so diverse. We, ne we don't necessarily all have the same political views. We don't necessarily agree on a lot of different things. We do agree on a lot of different things, but we come together and we strengthen and we encourage and we build. And when there are tough seasons for one, 
Like when I was going, when I lost my dad and I'm an introvert, you guys can't tell because these podcasts and you're just like, the dude's a dork. And he's like, he's like this, I'm not an extreme extrovert. I am, well, I learned a lot of that from Adrian to be (laughs) confident and engaging. But when I lost my dad, I just didn't want to be around anyone. And this group, they felt my pain so much that they just wanted to see me and hug me because they felt my pain. And even though I didn't want to engage and they respected that, but there was a point where they needed because I was a part. And this is like the community is a body. I was a part and we needed to engage and I needed to feel their love and they needed to show their love. And if there are those of you out there and you're just like, that is what I need. If there's those of you out there and you're like, I don't need that. Well, let's take a moment and be honest. You probably do, but it's probably a little scary. And that's okay if it's a little scary. You know, it's like we can still want something, even if it's a little scary. And it helps us as we say that we want it to take those little steps that we need to take to move towards that, to uh, engage in that. Remember, so often as we walk this walk and we move into things that are new, there is this mindset in our, and maybe if it's not even a mindset, it's this voice in the back of our head that says, all or nothing. That is just not true. When you move into community, you can start with very little steps. And maybe for you, it's like going to the mall and starting to be around people. And maybe, although in this whole mass season, I'm not sure you can do this, but uh, shoot a smile somebody's way and just begin that interaction. And then you can begin to take bigger and bigger risks. So often we talk ourselves out of and disqualify ourselves from participating in because we have an all or nothing attitude. I am all about footholds. And if you don't know what a foothold is, it's just like getting your foot in a door that's that you just slowly press and press and that door doesn't open immediately and you don't get immediate access, but you slowly press. And in our own lives, when we are doing something new and we want to move into something new, We just need to press and press a little more and a little more. There's so many of us, and I would say the majority, just can't snap and make that big decision. Now, some of us can, and we can just go in, but I've got to the places in my life because I've taken small steps, and I've just first, and oftentimes it's like I'm really scared of something, and even podcasting, I had to admit that I wanted to do that. And even with community, for the longest time, I said, I don't need people and I don't need community. Why? Probably like a lot of you out there, you'd been hurt. And so it's a little pensive about joining in some like that. And I remember saying to myself, and this is hilarious because I was like, I think I need community. And then it was like, "Uh, I'm pretty sure I need community. And then it's like, yeah, I, I think I want community. And then it's like, these are the steps that I'm gonna start to take in community. This is the person that I'm going to invite to the point now that Adrian and I often have gatherings of up to 50 people. When I first started, that would have scared the daylights out of me. But now it is such a blessing and I'm surrounded by people and I love it. Okay, do I get exhausted after an evening or a day without? Of course I do, but I am full and the introvert in me needs a little time to recover. But I loved that interaction. And even though it did drain me, it fed me as well. And so the community in this season, in any season, but especially in COVID, it can so lower your stress because there are people to talk to, to interact with that will hear your struggles, maybe even have some great input. 
But I more often than not, we just need people to listen and not necessarily have solutions. Now, sometimes solutions are great. And if you're a person of faith, even if you're not saying to someone, you're going to be in my thoughts, okay? That is powerful to know that somebody is taking their mental space and utilizing it and thinking of you. Can I just tell you, if you're a person of faith or not, or no matter what your spirituality is, that has power that when you think and you use that time and you imagine even goodness over those people, that is an act of blessing and that is community. So even those of you that are out in podcast land and that you're part of this Yup community, I'm so thankful for you. And I just encourage you because you are people that are engaging, moving forward, moving to high performance, leaving the baggage behind. You are so my people. I so appreciate you. And so as we're wrapping up here today, wasn't it fun having Adrian? And uh, I would love to have her again. I don't know how it is going to be the process of this audio because we're on the same channel. So that'll be interesting. Um, but I, I think it's going to be good. But I would love to move towards that. And so if you feel like supporting me, getting some more equipment, you can do that. If not, there's never any pressure. Okay. You can always contact me at 406BigT at gmail.com. And uh, as always, you, my friends, my community, my tribe, my people, go out there and make a difference. Why? Because I, I got you. I got you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.